Welcome to Business Works. This is Hal Alpiar, along with my guest today, Melissa Parks from Habitat for Humanity, Putnam County's Habitat Organization. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about what the differences are that Melissa has experienced in terms of working in a for-profit business versus a non-profit entity and what are some of the things that Habitat is involved with right now and how did they get there and what is she doing about it? Because we all know that she takes a lot of time off and doesn't do any work at all. But we, <laughs> anyway, no, I'm kidding, of course. But but if it, Melissa, you want to say hello? and uh, we'll, Hello. Okay. Thank you for having me here. Oh, it's a it's, This should be an interesting conversation. Well, we're we're interested because we have a lot of listeners who are small business people who either are starting up or struggling with or developing a business in some fashion, or who are professional practice people, doctors, dentists, nurses, um, yeah, all, all that whole ilk. Also, a lot of first responders and, and others who have business ambitions and who are interested in the community and interested in some of the kinds of services that are provided so I'm wondering if you could share with us a little bit today about what uh, Habitat for Humanity is, is about here in Cookville and and what the differences might be between it and another Habitat uh, organization um, and how that kind of, how you work together with other organizations in the area. And just give us a sense of what you're doing there if you get Okay, great. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, we just actually changed our name in January to Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity um, because we now are serving Overton County and Putnam County. Um, a couple years ago, Overton County's Habitat, which was all volunteer, um, asked us if we would be willing to take on that um, county and service area um, because it just had gotten a little bit more than they could handle as volunteers with all the mortgage regulations and stuff. So we did. And so um, so right now we are building affordable homes here in Putnam County. We have a, a neighborhood called West End Place. Where, where is that? Can you give us a Yes. Um, it's on off of West End Street, which if you're going um, west on 70, um, you'll go past um, what used to be Jim Woodford's um, car lot. Cookvillians like to give directions based on what used to be there. But um, if you remember where that is or where Maddie's place was, I think Iron Kitchen is now right on the corner. All right. So we'll find you. If we don't find you, how, where, where do, how does someone get in touch with you? What's your oh, well, um, phone number is area code 931-528-1711. And my extension is 7. Okay. So that would be a good place to start. Uh, 528 Five two eight one seven one one seven one one extension seven. Okay, right, so right. if you have any uh, issues about the food that you eat at the cooking on the square, <laughs> or uh, no, if you're looking for information, uh, Melissa is the director of development and communications for um, the Overton Putnam Habitat organization, and I'm sure she'd be very happy to answer your questions and take any ideas that you might have. And um, we're going to, I want to know a little bit more about what you're doing now, because it seems to me that it's changed even in the last couple of three, four, five years since I first was exposed to it. Um, 
And and you did mention something to me about um, uh, working closer with other organizations, perhaps now than in the past, uh, and differently than in other areas around the country that you're familiar with. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I um, really love about this community. Um, having moved here from a big urban area in Florida, um, working with nonprofits there, and and actually I worked all across the state. Um, part was part of my job. I've just come to really appreciate this community and the way that the nonprofit organizations work together. There is much more a sense of unity and a sense of um, that it takes all of us doing the things that we're called to do for the community to be happy and healthy and um, able to be a great place for us to live. So you gave me a couple of examples of that, uh, working with Mustard Seed Ranch and Highlands Residential and, um, and, uh, you know, some of these others, and Rotary, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. and and that it's a win-win for the community. Can you explain why that's true or what makes sure, it? Sure, sure. Um, you know, like we've have had families that had children at Mustard Seed Ranch who applied for our program and were able to build an affordable home and then have their children come home and reunite with them. Um, we've worked with um, Highlands Residential that they would have people who were eligible for our program because they were able to live in subsidized housing for a short period of time to get on their feet, then they were able to work with us for um, to be able to purchase an affordable home. And that's like one of the big things that my job entails is telling people we don't give away houses. Um, Habitat works with families who have um, a source of income are either cost burdened or overcrowded and living in unsafe conditions to um, build their home and then they pay an affordable mortgage. So the money that gets paid for the affordable mortgage goes back into our fund for humanity and is used to fund more homes. So um, so it's really a, a definitely a situation where we bring volunteers together, donors together, and our partner families to all work together for affordable housing. And when you, you talked earlier with me about um, there's an orientation toward work that you've had, um, and some of it came from uh, working for a phone company and then now working uh, and and doing social work. And uh, what what the parallel benefits are and what some of the big differences are. Can you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually started my career working um, as a social worker for the county that I lived in. And um, then whenever I left the job market to stay at home with my kids for a little bit and came back, I was kind of like, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to work in the for profit sector. I'm going to work somewhere where, you know, you can make some money and, you know, all these things. And I just found it wasn't a good fit for me. I didn't have a mindset for. Um, the company that I worked for that um, the things that they offered were really important. I tended to um, be back in that, oh, I'm sorry, your phone service isn't working well. Do you know that there's homeless people sleeping in their car? You know, like, and that's a bad attitude for, for an employee. So I quickly realized that I was better off in working in nonprofit ministry driven organizations because it lined up better with my 
vocation rather than just a job. So you you had what you termed when we were talking about this, you termed it kind of parallel beliefs of helping others. And, and right, right. Is that a, a, a way of expressing this? Uh, yes, I think, you know, I feel like for me, um, in, in my spiritual walk, I want to be doing something every day that is, is, is consistent with my walk. And so it is easier for me to do that whenever my employment is also aligned with the same beliefs as my own personal beliefs. Um, what, can you talk for a minute, if you would, about uh, cooking on the square, which everybody oh, in Cookville knows about, but a lot of others don't. And this is a worldwide podcast as well. So we might be uh, you might be being heard by somebody in another country. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I hope you can come. Um, <laughs> cooking on the squares is, I like to say, it's the biggest, best party Cookville has. And um, it's always the last Friday in October. Um, this year will be October 25th, between 11 and 1.30. Um, it's also a great way for businesses and churches and individuals to get involved in Habitat's mission, as well as having a really great time. Um, we have over 70 cook teams, and um, those cook teams are local businesses, some who have been cooking for the entire time we've had the event, which is like 23 years, and some have just started cooking for us. But um, for a $25 donation, you get a hand-thrown pottery bowl that's thrown by local artists, and then you get to walk around the courthouse square tasting all different kinds of gumbos, how, red beans, and rice. How are there? There are representatives. Um, last year we had 76 right. businesses and 18 businesses that did sweets on Sweet Street. <laughs> so we had 76, you know, gumbo, etouffee. It's a Cajun theme. So that we try to stick in that whole kind of Cajun idea. So I, I can attest to the fact that the food is spectacular. I mean, it really is. It's not just uh, throwaway stuff. This is really when, when you get a bowl of this uh, gumbo or whatever it is that you you know whatever the theme is, um, it it's substantial and it, and you you know you're not going to be able to really try all seventy six. <laughs> no, probably uh, not. Stations. But, uh, you know, it really is exceptional. And um, anyway, we're going to take a quick break here and then come back, um, ask you to stay with us, and we'll hear more from Melissa Parks, the uh, Director of Development and Communications for Habitat for Humanity. Welcome back. This is BusinessWorks and Hal Alpiar, along with my guest today, Melissa Parks, the Director of Development and Communications for Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity. Um, Melissa, we were before the break, we were talking about um, some of the uh, relevancy of businesses connected with Habitat and other organizations connected with Habitat. And you had mentioned, we talked about, I think, mentioned Mustard Seed Ranch and uh, Highlands Residential and some, but you also were talking now about senior repair work. Can you? That doesn't mean fixing up people who are senior citizens. What, what, what <laughs> no. does that mean? Um, we have just started an initiative um, that we got a grant called Aging in Place, and um, it's really geared towards low-income seniors who need something done to their home to make it so that they can continue to live there um, into their old age. 
And so, as you know, we've these got an people, aging population. Yeah, these are not people with overwhelming income. Oh no, they all, they have. You have to be low income, so yeah. you have to meet that criteria. And, and I might interrupt just to say that you know this is not a minor topic by any means, and this affects everyone in business as well. And you might want to be aware of the latest statistic, uh, which comes from the Association of Mature American Citizens, or AMAC. And they did a survey that shows that America's aging population, um, the country's growing at a rate of 10,000 10, new 65-year-old people every day, every day, 10,000 new 65-year-olds. And it's become, of course, for business, it's become a lucrative market for a variety of reasons. But also, it represents some problems, and one of them is certainly the one you're talking about. I would think that, uh, that, that many uh, have, have reached a, a threshold of affordability and trying to repair things uh, around their home and, and keep up with, uh, with things when right. their income is, is uh, basically regimented and, and static. There's no yes. Well, you know, and a lot of people bought their home. Their home is paid for, um, but as they've aged, um, they've not been able to keep up with those basic repair things and also don't have the income to necessarily hire someone. Um, even those who have the income, they have to be really careful because it's actually a population that's vulnerable and has been taken advantage of. Um, and so what Social we, Security doesn't cover everything. Oh, of course not. And um, It's nice, but... Yeah. yeah. And, and so what we've been doing is we've been working with the local um, health aids companies like a home instead and um and different social workers the physical therapists um that kind of thing to refer people to us that are that they've been able to get into their homes and they see that there's situation where they need some help with repairs i I would interrupt just to say that melissa does pretty well working with physical therapists (laughs) she's married to one that's Uh, right and and melissa's husband dan is a physical therapist uh, at Livingston at Regional, Livingston, Livingston yeah. Regional Hospital, so yes, yeah. medical center, and and we're going to see if we can get him on here sometime too to talk about the business of physical therapy. That's another another yes. topic. But, yeah, um, um, I interrupted you were in a flow there. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what we've been able to do is go into people's homes and do an assessment. Like they might need accessibility items, you know, grab bars, um, a toilet that sits up higher, um, you know, they, they might need weatherization, they might need serious roof repair, um, and any number of things, a ramp built, um, you know, just simple, sometimes just like, like simple. Ru- like a rubber pad under the carpet? So, uh, no, we need a whole big wooden ramp going uh, into the front. Um, and And just simple things like that have such an impact on, a lot of these folks entire life because if you're scared to go out of your house because you you've got a couple of steps to go down and you're afraid you're going to fall then you become more and more isolated and you're not getting extra i mean it's it just it, anybody who's worked with that population in the medical field knows that um that one little thing can just snowball into something big so we actually did a ramp project um up on buck mountain with a veteran who um, had had just 
he just needed a ramp built, but, you know, he doesn't have any family in the area. doesn't have the $1,200 it's going to cost. It's not capable of doing it. So anyway, we partnered with the Veterans Service Organization, and um, they gave us some money and some volunteers, and we were able to build that ramp. And it literally changed this man's life. I mean, he was now able to go in and out of his house easily without having to have someone there to help him. And, and he really... Uh, you know, told us that he's become much more active, much more willing to get outside and do those kind of things. Just and you just don't think, well, you know. Yeah, that whole t- the independent, you know, yes. feeling is uh, is is very uh, very much very important. So there are actual for-profit businesses that are involved with Habitat. In Absolutely. Ways. Can you kind of? Well, we wouldn't do. Uh, we wouldn't exist without the the support of our Home Builders Association. Um, they're very, very supportive. And then that's that's the construction side of it. We have, um, uh, that, can that, I... Th- that's a number I, of private businesses that are members con- of that? Well. Yes, yes. And um, construction, there's banks that are businesses, some oh. real estate people who are part of the Home Builders Association. But, um, you know kind of to throw out a a big thank you willard looper who's a local plumber um he does our plumbing um for us for free for every house that we build um we we have people who give us you know their rate like a cost thing when we're building so our builders and those supporters are amazing we just had a banker build um we just finished that and and um dedicated that a month or so ago the banker build house which was paid for by donations from local banks and then they volunteered and came and um, built as well our local rotary the rotary i'm a member of um, noon rotary um, had a build day and they donated fifteen hundred dollars and then they came out on a day and volunteered so we had about eight of eight rotarians out there volunteering on a house so um we are going to in january we'll start our next women build and we're really going to be focusing on um, women business leaders as being part of this women build. Mm-hmm. So um, we are encouraging women leaders to create a fundraising and volunteer team. Um, last time we did our the women build, we raised seventy eight thousand wow. dollars, and we had um, eighteen teams led by local business women, um, churches, individuals, and they raised um, and they had. 118 ladies on their teams so women build doesn't mean men can't be there but it's really an opportunity to empower women Um, Lowe's partners with us and does a clinic teaching them how to do how to use power tools they'll build a project before they actually go out on the house and work so um yeah so it's great um so that 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 little cluster is bringing in uh, almost the same amount of money as the cooking on the square right? mm-hmm, in, in mm-hmm. some respect, right? They're yes. very similar. Yes, and they these women were, we we had to kind of laugh. Our, our highest, um, the team that raised the most amount of money was probably 65 and over ladies. They were the older ladies yeah, who got out there and, and did some serious Rough fundraising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so and, and you know what we're, we're as we're coming down here to uh, uh, close to the finishing the show, uh, I want to ask again now because people have had a chance to hear a little bit of what you 
talked about and what, what your involvement was. Can you, again, give us the contact information? Sure. Because I think that if someone's missed it in the beginning, um, it's going to be frustrating. But if you can throw that phone number out again, uh, that yes. would be great. Yes, we'd love to. Um, it's Upper Cumberland Habitat for Humanity, 931-528-1711, extension 7. That will get me, Melissa Parks. Um, you can find us online at uchabitat.org. So Upper Cumberland, uchabitat.org. Um, and find out ways, you know, that you can be involved because everybody thinks habitat, they think swinging a hammer, but your business might want to cook some gumbo or you might want to come out and do some work at the restore or you're an individual has some time on your hands and maybe you'd like to come help us in the office. We always have need for that. Or provide some products or services that could be used. Absolutely. Uh, we so have. That's always a big thing. And it's a lot easier to do that than if you're tight on cash. At least it's something you can contribute. Um, so one of the questions um, that I had I wanted to ask you about is, is that I recall having donated things a number of times to Habitat and that's not an easy location to find sometimes. So <laughs> no. maybe you could help us a little with that. But maybe there's a number for that because I see that there are different kinds of items that are uh, preferred. If we know that ahead of time, it saves going there with things that are not appropriate or Correct. Uh, that sort of thing. Maybe you can give mm-hmm. us a little insight about that. And the name of it, I forgot what that is. It's the Habitat Restore. Restore. It's R-E-D-R. our restore. Yeah, restore. Um, and really, um, there are some things that we don't take, mattresses, um, computers, um, TVs that are not flat screen for several different reasons. And um, just it just has worked out that we really can't take those things. Um, but pretty much everything else, we don't take clothing. But if you have a donation for us, we're not going to turn you away because you have some clothing. We partner with Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberlands. They come by once a week and pick up our clothing. They have a thrift store that's open on Saturdays, and they also have folks who are in their program. So so they use those clothes. Um, so wearable clothes, not torn and tattered. Not torn and tattered clothes, something you can wear. Um, and um, we're located at 728 East 15th Street. Um, we're down off Washington before you get to the high school. So 728 East 15th Street, um, open Wednesday through Saturday, 10 to 5. Um, and if you will go on to our website, uchabitat.org, um, and and click on donate. You will. You can get, have pick up for it. large items. That'll do it. Well, thank you very much for listening today, and we hope that you'll be back next week. And we have a subject that is going to get you excited. So, um, in the meantime, thank you very much to Melissa Parks and Habitat for Humanity. It was fun being here.